0: You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. We are talking about uh, the new, the updates to the explanation of Luther's Small Catechism. And in studio with us today, Joe Wilman, senior instructional designer for Concordia Publishing House in St. Louis, and the Reverend Pete Jurgen, editor of curriculum resources for Concordia Publishing House. And now joining us, the Reverend Larry Vogel, associate director for the LCMs Commission on Theology and Church Relations. Larry, welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you in studio this morning and talking about the the Small Catechism and some some updates to the explanation. Is that a fair way to, to describe it?
1: Yeah, I think so. That's that's pretty accurate. Uh, updates both in terms of content and also in terms of approach.
0: What prompted the these updates to this to the explanation?
1: Well, it was a convention resolution in 2013 that. Uh, uh, asked the CTCR, working together with the President's Office, and and then, uh, of course, eventually CPH to uh, to provide uh, um, an examination of the of the explanation portion of Luther's Small Catechism, not not the content of the Catechism proper, but the explanation, and uh, to do so in light of changes in American life and so forth. How is the explanation?
0: used in instruction how do how's it typically used for instruction
1: i don't know that i would try to guess what is typical anymore <laughs> um i spent about 30 years as a parish pastor actually missionary and parish pa- parish pastor before uh, coming to the ctcr and i can certainly tell you what i did uh and what i'm aware others did but so let me just take a sure. shot um the core, of course, for catechesis in a in a Lutheran church is exposing uh, new people, and by that I mean adults as well as children. We typically associate catechesis with children, um, but we shouldn't. Uh, um, I worked in a missionary setting in New York City, and I catechized uh, people for about 10 years. And... I easily catechized as many adults as children in the 10 years uh, during which uh, congregation was being revitalized. Not one single person who joined our church came from a Lutheran background, none. And so everybody required catechesis, Mm -hmm. and that meant exposing people to the basic teachings of the Christian faith, the commandments. What is good and bad, right and wrong according to God? Who is God? The creed, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and what has God done for us? Uh, How do we pray? How does God himself, through his Son, teach us to pray? And then core basic passages about baptism, confessing our sins and receiving absolution, and about the Holy Supper. That's the key element of catechesis. It has always been what catechesis in the Christian church is about. What follows on to that, however, is, of course, detail. And that means digging into the commandments, looking at them not only individually, but how do we see this commandment as addressing a, an aspect of our life. Uh, the fifth commandment does something more than tell us we can't go to somebody and shoot them. It tells us about hurting and harming, about hatred, about animosity and so forth. And that's just on the negative side, what it <laughs> forbids, uh, not even getting to the element of what does this commandment require of mm-hmm. us. and so. The explanation portion is a tremendous resource because it enables the teacher and especially the older student uh, to be able to to read and examine more deeply uh, what is first presented on a very basic level, look at additional scriptural passages, uh, look at how that fits into their life. Sorry for the long answer.
0: <laughs> no, that was a, a very helpful answer when we we talk about the the small catechism and the the explanation, what role does that play in catechesis, I think that's very important, and understanding that w- then leads to then w- what why update why update the the explanation why is that um why is that important? who wants to <laughs> where do we want to start with that
2: uh, you know I was out teaching confirmation in the parish. Um, using the old explanation when I got this wonderful little handbook uh, sample edition, whatever it was officially field test called. edition. The field there test edition. Go. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> uh, and I was totally excited uh, because there were a lot of things um, that were in the old explanation um, that I would have liked to have had. Uh, Talking about other kinds of topics like vocation, uh, more life issues, these sorts of uh, identity and sexuality issues that weren't as prominent last time the last explanation came out. And so I was super excited when I got the field test edition um, that, you know, it's addressing more uh, contemporary issues, but also has an eye a little more towards teaching And devotional life, those extra features that have been added, um, I could see as making it more versatile uh, than probably it ever has been, which is exciting. Good to hear.
3: <laughs> I mean, it had been 26 years, correct, yeah. since the since the last explanation released. And for I, I know for for Pete and myself and Andy, probably you, we remember the blue catechism. Mm-hmm. You know that was what we went through and used as we were we were growing. And you probably had the 41 edition that you grew up with, and 43, and 43 edition, yeah. yeah, that that you went through. And um, it's just such a great thing as a parent to be able to sit back and look at this resource that. Now we have in our homes, and the 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 ninety one edition was great. But now seeing what this has all added, the the central thought and the prayers and all of the connections that it is making, I am so excited to get my hands on it in my home with my children uh, to be able to go through this as we're teaching and as we're catechizing in the home.
0: I know. I was really hoping you could sneak out a preview copy.
1: <laughs> I would love to see that as well. <laughs> it makes you feel any better me too when I was working on it. Not that, not that we distrust CPH's as Anything like that. What, it, you know, Pete, you
0: had mentioned that as a parish pastor, you were, um, you were excited to see this coming out because there were some things in the explanation that were uh, in the, the updates that, or in the proposed updates that, that really uh, spoke to contemporary issues that, that um, you wanted to address in the parish and the catechesis. Why is, why is that important, especially catechesis with youth or with adults to speak to those contemporary issues?
2: Well, I wasn't part of the drafting process. I was handed, you know, the document and, you know, take with take it and run with it um, to, to try to get it into publication. But, you know, for me, when I was looking at the, the the new explanation, a lot of the Ten Commandments, uh, the more detail it goes into what it means to be human, what's God's plan for his human creatures, um, how should we live, um, that sort of thing as a parish pastor. I mean, that's the number one issue I ran into over and over again in the parish is, you know, what does it mean to live faithfully in this world? How am I supposed to live with other humans, what does it mean to even be human? What's my identity? And a lot of that uh, expansion and um, the new explanation, like Joe said, the last explanation was great. I, I loved it. I saw the new one. I said, even better, because um, it built on a lot of that kind of thing, uh, which, you know, was very topical and useful to just addressing the needs, especially of the young people I was, I was teaching, um, the questions they have.
0: Larry, there are a million contemporary issues, and God's word uh, mm-hmm. is, well— in, in a sense, infinite in, in, in some sense, but uh, how, how did you decide what issues to address In how did you determine how did, what issues to address when it came to the updates to the explanation?
1: Well, we had a, we had a tremendous uh, uh, drafting committee. Um, it was led by Joel Lambauer, the, the director of the CTCR, but also included uh, an educator, Jan Lohmeyer, It included uh, um, uh, several professors, uh, Charles Aaron from St. Louis and also uh, um, uh, Tom Egger from St. Louis, John Pless from Fort Wayne, uh, Wally Arp, a parish pastor, uh, as well as uh, I was part of it. Um, We had a lot of different experiences. We had our own perspectives initially, but we also had, uh, uh, I think— um, a, a huge factor was the kinds of questions that we've been asked in the CTCR over the years that have come from all over the Senate, indeed from all over the world. What about this? What about that? What about this? Uh, a lot of those things uh, were were elements that um, we we knew we needed to address. But also of great benefit was um, working with the Office of the President. They they added additional things and said, "Hey, um, I don't think you addressed this." Um, We had the entire CTCR, uh, the entire commission, that is, go over our materials on several occasions. They made helpful suggestions. And then, above all else, when we published the field test edition in 2016, um, shortly after the convention, We got literally thousands of responses. It was overwhelmingly positive. About 85% of those who reviewed the work that we uh, proposed initially said, we really like this, we like both the approach and we like what you're doing. But they also made tremendously helpful suggestions. And so, all of that worked together to enable us to say, OK, these are some of the things that we believe we have to try to address right now. So, what is changing, and what will remain the
0: same from uh, previous editions? Who do <laughs>
1: Larry? Well, um, the the doctrine does not change. Mm-hmm. It is still grounded totally and and firmly upon the Word of God. Uh, the um, The referencing to Scripture is foundational in every sense of the word. Uh, we we sought to to change no perspective that the Synod has held because we saw no need to make such changes, rather a need to affirm and sometimes to try to communicate maybe a little more effectively some of the things that the Synod has uh, has taught and believed all along that, that the Orthodox Christian tradition has always held to be true. And so none of that has changed. The basic approach of a catechism explanation that says let's ask some additional questions mm. Let's provide answers to those questions, and let's provide scriptural support, and in some cases, let's provide additional readings and materials that people can look at. That has not changed. What has changed is what you might call a basic template for each section of the Catechism. One of the things that I find most positive about this is that every single piece now has a particular scriptural narrative that is connected to it right at the beginning in the central thought. It says look here's here's a passage from the Word of God that kind of provides introduction to this area of Christian life and teaching. You could easily turn this into a long series of Bible studies Hmm. um, simply by going through those core passages and then supplementing them. And there are always some people who who raise concerns about a catechism and say, well, why aren't you studying the Bible? Okay, this is one of the ways <laughs> to answer that concern and say, let's study the Bible. Um, and, and I think in certain settings, that may be a tremendously beneficial way to approach it. I would have loved to have that when I was working in New York in that setting. It would have been really, really helpful. I did some of that on my own, but, but this is done really well. And so that's a, a tremendous asset. That's part of the template. And that goes to the first piece, which is the central thought, which kind of tries to help people start to think about an area of life and how the Bible addresses that. And then we start in the second piece digging into what Luther himself said. What What is the catechism, which we're in many cases asking people to memorize still, mm-hmm. a, a very good salutary uh, approach to catechism, well, what, what do these words mean? That's important for kids. It's also important for adults. And then thirdly, we dig into further connections and applications. And then lastly, there's a devotional piece to to help close that section.
0: How, and to reiterate what you mentioned earlier, this isn't changing the doctrine and this isn't changing the catechism itself. This is the explanation. So we're not changing Luther's small catechism.
1: Not even the translation has changed. So it's going to be the same one who's mm-hmm. in previous edition.
0: So keeping that, the the updates are are really to more the the to the explanation and how we will use that explanation. Uh, speaking of how we use that, how might this be useful for? We'll start with Joe. How might this this update to the explanation be useful as a parent?
3: Well, when we first talk about um, what Pastor was talking about, that beginning narrative and everything. Imagine sitting down with your children, and as you're going through the catechism, Luther talked about how I can never master this myself. I go through it daily. And as you go through that daily with your children, and you're focusing on a specific piece of that, now that narrative to go back into scripture and to read through that and then to apply those things to what that means for us as baptized children of Christ, it's just such a great teaching resource. And then as you're praying together to go to that devotional piece and to read that prayer with your family and to pray that together to tie everything together in our life as Christians and how we walk in the Lord and all of the things that he has done for us and how we learn that. I, I am so excited uh, about all of those extra pieces. I remember when I saw the first document of it, I ran over to Pete and I was like, there are so many things that this is going to change for us because it is just so exciting uh, what it has opened up for a person at home, not even just the church workers that are teaching this in the church, but for the families at home to embrace their vocation as the primary catechists of their of their children, uh, to be able to use this as a wonderful resource for them.
0: Pete, how might this uh, change how pastors go about teaching? Do you, how will this be helpful to pastors when it comes to teaching and catechesis?
2: Sure, I'm excited like Joe is uh, about this, that that new extra layer, that template, um, that adds a little extra structure to each one of these little uh, elements of the catechism. Uh, it makes it more versatile, I think, usable in a variety of, of ways. I mean, like like Larry was saying, with the central thought, with that narrative, that Bible study, but then some guiding questions, big questions that help people consider these timeless truths and what they mean to them. But then when it goes into the closer reading and digging into the words, the connections and applications, now you can approach this timeless truth from a different angle now, a little more topical Um things that uh, might be used more as a reference than just a textbook for confirmation that some people use it as. And then the the devotional aspect, you can continually circle back to this document uh, from a variety of different ways, and it makes it really exciting in terms of curriculum uh, and how we can kind of structure the different kinds of ways we can approach teaching and learning this. So I'm with Joe. I'm excited about these new features that have been added. Larry, how long
0: has this project been, how long have you been working on this project?
1: Well we started in 2013 uh, just in terms of uh, putting a committee together to mm-hmm. do the the drafting work and and doing some initial brainstorming, if you will and and so it was uh, it was about a f- well, about a four year project all in all. Um, our uh, our final draft uh, um, was delivered to CPH earlier this year. They've done a phenomenal job just in terms of taking an awfully Ambitious uh, piece of work, and and uh, putting it into a format that's I understand soon going to soon going to be available to people uh, for their use. Uh, let me let me add something to Pete's comment. Uh, it's interesting to me that historically, while we've thought of catechesis as sort of a a um, um, almost a classroom type of exercise, or uh, as Luther himself envisioned, something for the home we shouldn't miss uh, catechetical preaching. Hmm. Um, one of the most important aspects of catechesis in the era of the Reformation in the sixteenth century was catechetical preaching. Luther regularly preached the catechism. Mm-hmm. And um, again, the connection, I think, to to larger narratives is something that enables that. for for pastors who who want to have a series for Lent, let's say that is catechetical in nature and focus on the commandments, or something f- that focuses on the creed, or over obviously a a space of time, some churches have a midweek service. Uh, um, there, there, there are ample opportunities to envision catechetical preaching as well, and I think this, uh, this uh, could be a tool mm-hmm. that's beneficial for that.
0: And there's a service in Lutheran Service Book that lends itself very well to that, Exactly, right? yeah. Service of prayer and preaching, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about uh, getting our hands on this <laughs> this little gem. What's the uh, the first format uh, in which this will be released?
3: Um, so we have uh, the pictures have been released. I'm really excited. The the cover looks very much like what uh, Concordia, the Lutheran Confessions, looks like. Um, I think they did a great job differentiating it from the previous catechism. So you'll be able to look at it and see and not. Um, think that they are the same thing as you're looking at And it. It's going to be a very beautiful book uh, when you get that. But uh, I do know pre-orders start tomorrow, October 10th. So you can go to cph.org. There's a link on there uh, that you can go and pre-order the catechism uh, as well as when, when it will show up. It is a little bit bigger in terms of uh, its physical dimensions. It's a little bit larger than, than the previous catechism. But with all of this new extra content, I was fascinated by how close they kept it to the size of the original catechism, because it was an extensive amount of content, and we were thinking that it was going to come in like a brick, you know, like twice (laughs) as thick. And um, the great things that they've done with paper quality and just adding an inch to each uh, width and height— of the Catechism really brought that down, so it's not going to be a burdensome book. At right, all. But
2: that was part of the idea. was as we developed this, you know, this first round was to try to keep it feeling and looking like a Catechism. I mean, we like have a this, small Catechism, not a large Catechism. A, not
1: so small yeah. Catechism. Luther's <laughs> well, medium Catechism, maybe yeah. I don't know.
2: Uh, but to try to keep it generally looking and feeling uh, as close to what we're familiar with as possible, um, and then you know after that we have our catechism and now we can explore possibilities. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: just picturing telling, you know, introducing this to someone who's new to Lutherans. <laughs> oh this God. is our small catechism. I do see the large one. <laughs> <laughs> so initially this, this hard copy, uh, as, as Joe pointed out, the the images have been released on the CPH website and, and on social media as well. You can see it. It, it does resemble the uh, uh, Concordia, of the Lutheran confessions, the, the, the Book of Concord with the the gray and the what do you call that? Maroon or Burgundy? Sangria. Yes. Sangria. 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 Yeah, Sangria. It's the color of the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't forget it. But with with maybe hopes that some other formats might be available in the future as well. Um I I know that not all of that is set in stone, yeah. but um, maybe some potential different formats in the future. Yeah.
3: And, on a re- and on the uh, landing page on the site that you would go to for pre-orders, you'll see that, that we've started talking about a highly visual version of the the catechism that, that we are exploring right now. It's something that... Um, what the CTCR did in giving us what they gave with the new format and the layout and how consistent it is throughout. It just expands the opportunities for us to rethink what it means to engage with a book like this and how we can maybe reformat some things and all of the content be exactly Mm -hmm. the same, but change the learner's experience with the book. Very good.
2: Yeah. I mean, if we want this to be what it was meant to be, which is this practical guide, this resource for using it in a variety of ways, versatile with narratives and stuff. What might that also look like compared to the the traditional look? And so it's an exciting time. We appreciate everybody's prayers as we continue to explore these things. So for uh, for the future, we're not
0: talking holograms or implanting a chip or anything like that. Too not that high tech, but but certainly. Uh,
3: I would assume that in the next explanation, in another 26 years from now, we will talk about the ethics of those kind of things. But right now, no.
0: <laughs> so we can we can order this uh, pre-order. Pre-order uh, on cph.org. We'll provide a link as well, and uh, some of the preview material that's on the the website as well. We'll provide a link to that so you can uh, feast your your eyes on that that beautiful image. I'm sure this is an exciting day for many people in CTCR as well to see this this project coming to uh, all this work coming to fruition and and seeing this happen. Uh, any uh, any folks? I know there are lots of people that were involved. Anybody that uh, that you want to Give shout-outs to today, Larry.
1: Well, the, the people I've already mentioned, the mm-hmm. the folks uh, who were on the drafting committee. Just uh, um, it was it was a lot of work, but it was a joy. It truly was, and and uh, I, I honestly don't think there's anything that the CTCR has done in the eight years that I've been there that is of of greater importance to the church. And that's not said to minimize uh, uh, any other work that we've done, but this is the kind of thing that uh, potentially can reach. Millions, and that's that's our prayer. Certainly, a great tool for teaching and uh, preparing, also
0: equipping us to be uh, bold witnesses in yeah, our daily yeah. lives, as well as we as we teach, as we catechize, as parents, as pastors, as uh, educators, teachers,
1: deaconesses, yeah. diocese. Thanks for mentioning that. You know that that was actually one of the things that um, uh, that was added to this material. There there was there was minimal attention given to the church's mission, actually, in in some previous editions, and uh, we wanted to to give that uh, uh, the focus it it ought to have.
0: Sure. Equipping the saints yeah. for the good work that they're Absolutely. given to do. Yeah. Well, thank you all gentlemen for, for being here. Any other exciting uh, big projects down the road that you want to give us any hints to Just
2: keep your eyes open. we got a lot coming down the uh, the pipeline when we're considering the implications of this wonderful document for curriculum and for mm-hmm. instruction and for everything else. Uh, I'll nope.
1: mention one. Yes. The uh, Senate at the last convention, uh, um, Uh, handed off uh, a responsibility starting with CTCR uh, for an annotated version of the large catechism. (laughs) <laughs> there you go.
0: Here, here we go. Wow. <laughs> Joe, what are the blogs uh, that we should be following?
3: Yeah. So, uh, education.cph.org is a great blog that you can kind of get a sense of all of the different flavors of education that we consider at CPH and a great encouragement as well. Um, Pete, the Sunday School blog is Sunday School Matters mm-hmm. or Sunday School Matters.org. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Correct? So, uh, you can check that out and also blog.cph.org. Uh, we have a lot of those uh, going on, and I'm sure you can link those in the show notes as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for being here today. My guest, Joe Willman, he's the Senior Instructional Designer for Concordia Publishing House here in St. Louis. Joe, thanks for coming back over today. Always a pleasure. And the Reverend Pete Jurgen, Editor of Curriculum Resources for Concordia Publishing House in St. Louis. Nice to meet you, and thanks for coming over today, Pete. That's fantastic. Thanks. And the Reverend Larry Vogel, Associate Director, LCMS Commission on Theology and Church Relations. Larry, nice to have you in studio, and thanks for all your work and all those who worked with you on uh, preparing these materials for the uh, updates. Thanks so much. Coming up in just a little bit, thy strong word right here on the Messenger of Good News. You're listening to Worldwide KFUO.
1: Listening to Faith and Family, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314 996 1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at KFUO.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO.